7.42 here in Seoul. And the weather is getting hotter and hotter. So please do drink plenty of water. I guess most of us are familiar with the feeling of being hangry. The word is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as bad-tempered or irritable as a result of hunger. But is there a scientific explanation behind this feeling? And this morning, we're joined by Jennifer McCormack, doctoral student in the Department of Psychology and Neuroscience at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, to hear more. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, So... You designed this unique experiment to test if people really get hangry, but I am really hangry all the time as I'm a broadcaster who has to look thin and skinny in front of the camera all the time. So I guess I'm constantly being hangry. So can you tell us a bit more about your experiment first? Sure. So we had university students that uh, we told them that we were interested in measuring their visual perception. We didn't want them to know that we were actually going to look at them being hangry. And then we had them either fast for five hours or more before coming into the lab, or we had them eat a meal right before they came in. And then because we were interested in the role of emotional awareness, so how um, maybe paying attention to your feelings versus not paying attention to your feelings could matter in becoming hangry, we also had people then write a story about emotions, or they just wrote a story about a neutral, ordinary day that was unemotional. So this was our way for trying to um, manipulate or get at their emotional awareness before we then put them in a situation where we made them hangry. And a part of this experiment was designed to intentionally rile hungry people. So can you give us a little bit more detail of how you exactly did this? Yeah. So after the writing task, we had everyone do a very long, tedious uh, visual reading task. And at the At the end of the task, I made it look like the computer had crashed. So I programmed um, in the software so that the blue screen of death that's common in computer crashes appeared. Then one of the researchers would go into the room and blame the participant and tell them that it was their fault that the computer crashed and that once the computer was fixed, they were going to have to do the whole task over again. So we we were trying to make people, you know, riled up, like you said. But after uh, they left, after after that, we then... um, gave them some questionnaires supposedly from the department to uh, that we told them was about an annual review of research in the department. And so these forms are really just getting at how are they feeling as well as their personal impressions of the experimenter. So we wanted to see if we had actually made people hangry and if we had made them uh, view the experimenters more harshly. I guess uh, some of some people were not just hangry, but could have been furious. Um, how did hungry people react <laughs> differently to this experiment compared with people who had just meal? And would you say the result was surprising to you? Absolutely. I was. I certainly had some idea that awareness would matter, but I didn't realize how much it would matter. So. We found that the hungry people who had not paid attention to their feelings beforehand, they were the only ones who reported any sorts of emotions um, consistent with feeling hangry, and they also were more likely to think that the researcher was just a terrible human being. But hungry people who wrote about emotions beforehand, they actually didn't look that much different from the people who'd just eaten. So, I mean, everyone, of course, got a little frustrated, but 
it was really those hungry people who were not aware of their feelings. They got the the hangriest, so to speak. So, so that, that was very surprising to me. So that was pretty much um, a lot of people were ignorant to their feeling when they're hungry. Exactly. So they, because they were not thinking about emotions, it seemed to be driving their attribution. So they were more likely to blame the, the feelings of the hunger on the situation around them rather than recognizing that their feelings were caused by hunger. And before you got into this interesting topic, were there any prior studies that you looked into before doing your own research? Yes. So, of course, I did a, a very comprehensive review of all the research out there I could find on hunger and, and mood. So there's definitely a lot of strong uh, biology and physiology research showing that hunger causes, as you know, your blood sugar drops, hunger is causing a bunch of hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. Uh, these are released. These are commonly called like stress hormones. And so hunger is actually kind of a bit of a stress state in some ways. It, it makes you feel more tired and tense and, and unpleasant. So that was the first thing that I thought was really interesting. Um, but no one had looked at specifically emotions. Like what are the specific emotions like anger or disgust or um, fear that might matter? The other thing is that we know that blood sugar can make people more aggressive. That was another big finding that when people are hungry, they lash out more. But again, there's not good evidence or there wasn't good evidence yet for why hunger does that and under what special uh, circumstances hunger does that. So that, that's what we were trying to address. And this, I think, is quite obvious question. Uh, but besides emotion, being hungry can that have a negative effect in uh, our performance at work? Absolutely. So, I mean, the real power of hunger is, is of course, first in how it impacts our feelings or our moods. So if you're feeling negative or irritable because of hunger, then it's probably going to be that much easier for you to misinterpret someone else's behavior in a negative light, or maybe you're going to be a bit more impulsive or rush through some of your decisions that you should think more carefully. Now, ironically, just a little bit of hunger can actually be good for your attention. It actually sharpens your senses, but it's at moderate or, or extreme levels of hunger. That's when it becomes really distracting and, and would be bad in the workplace. Right. Um, if you actually recall late Steve Jobs' quote, he actually did say, uh, mm -hmm. stay hungry. And I was just wondering yep. how this being hungry can have a positive impact in you know, people's lives. And you just mentioned that, um, you know, it could sharpen the senses. So thanks for your um, updates. And another experiment, you had people look at positive, negative or neutral pictures and made them scale their emotions. So what does this study tell us about being hangry? So here we were really looking at people's perceptions of just like pictures or stimuli. And what we found is that uh, hunger only biased people's ratings in the negative or unpleasant context. So hunger didn't seem to bias people's emotional ratings in positive or more neutral context. Um, so this suggests that there's something special about hunger that, that seems to become more meaningful or we're more likely to tap into those hunger feelings when we're already in a negative situation. 
So growing scientific studies suggest that your physical states can shape your emotions and cognition. One of the examples is how aging affects our emotional state. And you have also conducted research on this. So can you explain a bit about how that is going? Yeah, so, I mean, like, overall, I'm interested in, like I said, very basic things like hunger or being tired, how these things can kind of bottom-up influence our emotions and perceptions. But as we get older, our bodies also go through lots of changes. So I'm now looking at how older adults changing physiology, their bodies, uh, those changes could ultimately impact their emotions. And what I'm finding is that although, you know, it sounds like terrible, like, oh, no, our bodies are aging and we're... We're, you know, maybe not as physically healthy as we used to be or things like that. There is actually kind of an upside potentially to that, that um, older adults' physiology is less reactive to stress and that because of this, it it makes older adults um, find it easier to remain calm or mellow in emotional situations. So they're actually, it's it's like maybe one of the few um, benefits of of an aging body. (laughs) Oh, well, you can stay emotionally calm. So that's another good side of that. But on your website, you stated that the body is a powerful internal context. So can you further elaborate on what you meant by this? Sure. So in psychology and neuroscience, uh, researchers pay a lot of attention to the way that, you know, the world around us is impacting our behaviors and feelings and perceptions. So like, how does this, you know, other people or, or, you know, that drive to work or frustration, how are those things impacting me? But although that's important, I want to understand kind of the reverse. How is, um, how are everyday, very basic physical changes in our body, like, you know, your stuff happening in your bloodstream or your gut microbiome or, or minute changes in your heart rate? How are these things kind of bottom up? shaping the way we um, interpret the world around us, creating their own kind of like context or environment in which our minds experience the world. And uh, I'd like to touch briefly upon the last part of your experiment. You've mentioned quite a few times, but uh, you had hungry people write essays about their emotion. And what are some of the findings that you found interesting? Sure. So, uh, we have people write about feelings versus not. And so I think really the the big idea there was when hungry people were not paying attention to their emotions and not thinking about them beforehand, uh, even that was powerful enough to help. um, Well, it, it made them, it led to them being more hangry. But when people did think about their emotions, that's when they weren't hangry. So that's actually really promising because it means that if we, even beforehand, before we get hungry, if we take the time to notice our feelings, that could help us not become hangry. Mm-hmm. Well, for those people who are hungry, and of course, the easiest solution is to eat. But inevitably, if they are in a situation where they cannot eat, but wants to avoid the status of being hangry, um, is there any piece of advice that you can give to them? Yes. So based on our studies, I'd say first, take a moment to step back and recognize that you're hungry or getting emotional. That self-awareness could really help put you back in the driver's seat, so to speak, and and maybe help you not lash out or get hangry. And then second of all, um, 
if context matters, then try to inject some positivity into your into your situation. So you may be hungry and not feeling great, but if you can do something pleasant or, you know, maybe listen to nice music in the background or go take a walk, even if you are maybe stuck in work for another hour, if you can do something before you uh, need to eat that can make you feel more pleasant, that will help you not become hangry. So basically something that can refresh uh, your current status going out, um, exactly. having a walk or have a deep breath. And uh, that was Jennifer McCormack from a Department of Psychology and Neuroscience at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Thank you so much for joining this morning. Thank you.